You know what I've decided as I'm looking at you? Hit me. I'm too I'm too hoodie heavy. I need some Ooh. crew necks in my life. You do, buddy. Yeah. There is, I think, one of my favorite pieces. It gets looked overlooked a little bit because it's all it's a little bit of a little kid piece and they kind of go away when you get an adult, but just I like good. A, can I just can I just inter- interject real? I like that yeah. you're calling your clothes pieces. Carry on. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand and a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 249 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. And with me, as always, on a mission to complete his mad universe. Most awesome. That's right. I'm trying to complete it little by little. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be for that troll movie we watched, bro. Because they're oh. like trying to take over that apartment complex. I don't know. I have I have firmly blocked that out of my mind. What a it piece! Horse, a steaming pile of horse shit. Yeah, we'll get it. No actually, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, sure. Does, they did have something going you, for it. Oh, oh, what's that? Only an hour and twenty minutes. Yes, very good. So I did like good, it. good, good. But I was gonna say, are there certain like things that you've seen? And I want to. Uh, we'll talk around it, but. You've seen stuff, then you're like, ooh, this makes me rethink your kind of like career choices a little bit. You know what I mean? Or like you do you downgrade somebody, you're like, this, this is really like I'll tell you, prime example. Everyone loves Sandy Bullock. I, I love Sandy Bullock. Yeah. But I'll never forgive. And I also have to downgrade Bradley Cooper on this for ooh, all about Steve. All about Steve. All about I know Steve. Where you're going. Yeah. This is a that is a horrendous, like all time bad fucking movie and you're like what is going on like it it definitely it will live in the like a bit of their careers as like a a big a big smudge to me so what is it like like movie stars versus sports athletes is anybody else like a movie star a miss on a resume has the longest appeal like it hangs it feels like a sports star you can have like an off season or something and maybe it comes up in a stat line or people can reference it but it seems like, you know, it's for a movie star, it's always out there. And even like the bigger you get, you're just like, oh, yeah, like you look at the IMDb and you're just like, oh, man, you know, like I could do a few more. I could really go on like a maybe a like a Denzel Washington, you know, like just do a big Denzel. Like, Denzel God. watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get like get in there. Uh, I have used that before. I got to shout that out to some <laughs> audience out there that's heard me say that yeah. in real life. I get it. But, you, you know, you bump up against like just something like um, like Ricochet. Or like some old movie like that, or for like Bradley Cooper, you come across like an like an all about Steve, and you're just like, I don't know. I think you just kind of got to shake that off. You got to be like in the beginning, they're mm-hmm. going for it. So I guess we're talking. Let's not get too deep into it, but mm-hmm. Julia mm-hmm. Louise Dreyfus. So we're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit because even watching, I was just like, ooh, like it, it kind of feels like this movie would be a kiss of death to all involved, mm-hmm. like director mm-hmm. that troll never worked again. I imagine. I'm I'm assuming I not. I I'm assuming not. <laughs> well, you know what? But he, here's the other thing: is is I will also full disclosure. We probably should save this for troll. But I thought Jennifer yeah. Aniston. I thought this was the Jennifer Aniston troll movie when when I when we first got into it. I was like, wait, I don't. This is not the movie. I was because didn't she do a troll movie? Yeah, somebody was just talking about that. But is it like a like? I don't get it. Like she did a. Oh no 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 no! This came up today. I was talking about it. Uh, Leprechaun. I think she did Leprechaun. Is what I was called. Yeah. Yes. Same genre, same vertical for sure. 
almost in an odd sort of way, like a same, although she had a much bigger, oh no, I don't know. Almost a very similar career arc. Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Jennifer Aniston. Oh, heavy. Yeah, heavy in TV. So did yeah. like a movie when they were young, got into like comedy TV sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Aniston had a little bit more luck on the on the feature front, I would say. You're correct. You're correct. Yeah, like a, at least a lot more plate appearances. But Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, a little movie overlooked about five years ago. Enough said. James Gandolfini's final movie. It's a good hang, bro. Throw that one in with Dr. Mrs. The Commission. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, get a little good love watch. time. It's a little love time. A little, it's a little sweet. Yeah. It's good. A little sweet. Okay. I, I want to yeah. see your room, right. bro. Yeah, I know. Your Rex this, are this always is no on shot. Show. This like, is no like shot your... caller, my friend. Oh, I'm trying to move past that. It's 2023. We're no longer talking uh, about a shot yeah, caller. Yeah, let's move past it right now and get right into the rundown. Guys, we got a jam-packed mm. episode 249 for your eardrums. You got ripped from the headline. We're talking NFL Week 18. Going to pick uh, peek at that playoff picture. Going to do a below the fold. Going to do a little quick recap. All that it needs about that national championship. I got a question for most awesome. Got inbox. Um, nephew blew up my text line today right before the pod got it in. Right underneath the wire, we're going to take a look at that. Question about the Arizona Cardinals drafting. What they're going to draft coming up? Uh, going to do MAB date night. We got original guest of the pod, James Booth, back on. He wanted to pick a movie. He brought it up. We're talking Troll, 1986. If you haven't seen this movie, that makes sense. And Neapolitan Showdown. He's going to surprise us with the category. We're going to go live off the cuff. As you said, we're going live. We're doing live. Then Brandana Gambling Corner, we're going to take a look at our 2022 NFL win totals we did back in preseason. We're going to do – see how we did on that. If you guys followed us, you already know because you're cashing in on those tickets. Then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Come on. Brother, ripped from the headlines, NFL Week 18. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, what a topsy-turvy Week 18 into the playoffs. What an emotional roller. Was it an emotional roller coaster for everyone or just me? Uh... Oh man, that's true. Like you have the Lions thing. That has, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember a like as a Vikings fan, there's been some like disappointment going to week 17. I remember there was like a weird thing in like 2000 and shit, maybe six or something. Like the Vikings, all they had to do was beat like an Arizona Cardinals team, which was the worst team in the league, and they like lost to them. So there'd been like some weird like out, but I can't remember like well, the, Col- Detroit- the Colts was in the Jaguars last season too right yeah i guess i just wasn't like yeah for you like i wasn't wasn't emotionally invested emotionally invested yeah exactly but it's just like a team that is hot as the lions and then like the order of the games coming up like going against the packers team that you feel on paper you can beat and like all the hype and all the eyeballs are gonna i mean it was just like set up perfectly the only person that could stand in its way would be baker mayfield and the refs i don't know i'm not gonna be that guy I'm hey, not going to be you, that guy. You want to be that guy a little bit. I know. I so what happened? What happened? So, uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. So we'll look at this. Uh, so Seattle comes in as um, the Rams go to Seattle. Seattle's mm-hmm. a uh, six-point favorite. Head into it. Uh, and the Rams hanging around. They're hanging in that game. Jump off to a little bit of lead. It goes back and forth. And then they find themselves in a position where 
they're able to, it's like first and goal at the four for Seattle to go up. Uh, Seattle's trailing by three, first and goal on the four. They can get it in there and go up by four. Rams defense able to shut them down, hold them to a field goal in the fourth and goal. They kick the field goal to tie it up. Baker Mayfield gets the ball back with, you know, two minutes and change. I think it's a three and out, right? Three and out. They have to punt it yeah. away. Seattle comes down, uh, kicks a 48-yard field goal as time expires, misses it, uh, sends it to overtime. Clanks it. Clanks it. Clanks it. Doings yeah, it's it. not that yeah. right. Yeah. Sends it to overtime. Seattle wins the coin flip, gets the ball, goes three and out. So it's just like, the Rams like just crew like so many opportunities and here's like one last opportunity there's no pressure on you like you have to get like you know 45 yards to just get into field goal range to give you a chance to win this game mm-hmm. and they had it too essentially they had the play a breakdown in coverage and fucking Baker Mayfield decides to I'm just gonna see if I can I know there's no dome in Seattle but I'm gonna see if I can get it up out of the stadium and just lofted in there. He put so much air under that deep ball that like uh the safety digs had all the time in the world to come and snag it. Yeah, well, I mean, what is what is going through his head? Is this like is this trying to make the moment bigger than it is? I mean, does that make sense? Is it just trying to make it, you know, like that thing where you just like try to make a three-point shot like look harder or something where it's just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, just line up and like fucking get the ball to the fucking wide open receiver? Like, yeah, what are we I doing here? I don't know. I don't I'm not really sure like I'm not sure on how like a professional quarterback can like airmail a pass. You know what I mean? Like really put too much air under a pass. It would kind of seem like I've got it pretty much figured out. Like this is it's like it's it, you know it'd be like shooting like all of a sudden like a, a teardrop. You know what I mean? It's like why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Or in basketball trying to do a floater, but trying to throw it up like you know that Steph Curry floater when he's practicing where he. Thro- tries to literally throw it up to yeah. the, the ceiling deck. My so only guess like, would be like you, like you were worried, like you didn't have enough arm. And so like, you're kind of like you, you're tweaking your mechanics a little bit in the moment. Yeah. It must, it must be. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't, I don't remember if he was getting like any sort of like rush underneath him. And so maybe he was like trailing and falling back and a little off balance and it just, you know, caused it to kind of skyrocket on him. But Either yeah. way, it was a bad bad pass, but then they missed like a clear and blatant chart. Like Diggs seemed more invested, the, the defensive back for Seattle, on interception and then taunting the, the sideline. And he like almost looked like he could have cut up and run up the field, but he then just decided to run out of bounds. It's almost like he yeah. forgot like the 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 kind of down in situation that was going on and was like, oh shit, if I just run closer. I could fucking we could kick a field goal right now, and yep. then uh, you know. But no, he was he must taunt the the sidelines for the Rams. No flag, no penalty. Uh, so just like the little bit that we did see of the Baker Mayfield performance, go uh, just give me the give me the report on give me the Mapstradamus on both these teams' quarterback situation next year. Are we running it back with Geno Smith in Seattle? Like, is it worth keeping him around another year? And then in. I know we have some coaching things. Let's assume McVay leaves because that's what it's looking like. Yeah, uh, I guess we bring Stafford back. I it seems like you could afford to keep make Baker Mayfield there if you wanted to because it doesn't seem like a lot of people will be clamoring for him. Does Baker Mayfield have a future on the Rams? And does Baker Mayfield have a future as a starting quarterback? Boy, I don't know if he does. I really don't. Like he is. He. I mean, he really got to do the press junket this year he really got to go out there and show off 
what he can be. So it's, you know, the opportunity that some quarterbacks don't get to be like, this is who I am. Like, this is what you'd be paying for. Like he got that opportunity. Uh, you got to assume like, you know, healthier than he was at last year in Cleveland. And there just wasn't a lot to be excited about. Yeah. It, yeah. He just, I mean, we just haven't seen anything like remotely close to like a playoff contending quarterback since they played the chiefs back in the playoffs. Like and they played them aggressive and they, they were, it was strong. It was the one that Pat Mahomes got knocked out of the game and Chad Henney had to kind of play relief pitcher at the very end and had that fourth down pass that they basically won the game on uh, by just keeping possession. So it, it, that's been three years since. So we, we, this, this Baker Mayfield that we're seeing is squarely a backup. I would say he's like a plus because he has experience. Like he's a plus backup because you can, he can come in there and do a few things. And I think if the pressure's not totally on him, he can come in there and make a few plays kind of a la like he did with the right Ra- or with the Rams, I think beating the Raiders in that game, yeah. bring him on a comeback. You know what I mean? Kind of on short notice. He's got, he's got some, some capabilities in him, but he is, he is in case of emergency break glass quarterback. That is what he is a hundred percent. And then on the flip side, I think, you know, the way we were kind of looking at this is Gino in Seattle was a stopgap, and we were in, it was also like penciled in early on that it was, this is drew lock. We haven't heard a peep or anyone talking about drew lock this entire year. But when that trade happened, it was like, all right, well, Drew Locke's going to be the starter in Seattle. And he didn't. He wasn't. And Geno's had it, I think, almost from basically from day one. What was I Was it like just a quarterback comp- competition in camp? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think it really. I think it, we assumed that he would be the guy based off of the trade with Denver. Yeah. And I mean, and he did. I don't even remember. I think Geno was taking first team reps like from right out of the gate. Like it was pretty clear that he was the guy right out of the gate. And part of it, I think everyone was like, well, it's just because he's been at, you know, with Seattle for the last couple of years, just kind of as a backup. So he kind of knows that he's at, he had a few moments like in that last year, you know, where, you know, I think he played pretty well, you know, in the year where I think when uh, the previous year, when Russell Wilson got dinged up a little bit. So now he's full-time starter. I think they almost, I think they have to give him a deal, right? Nearly 70% completion rate, 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, only 11 INTs. Like, I think he's a pretty decent quarterback. He's got experience. They own a good pick because of their trade for Russell Wilson. Everyone kind of assumed that, you know, maybe they would be picking a quarterback, but the way that Geno's played, I think you, I think you load up. I mean, what other guy, unless you're not getting one of the, like, the top two guys in the draft in Stroud or young. And even those guys have a few question marks. Like why, why this guy knows our system. This guy knows what we want to do. We've got the receivers. Let's find some other tools around him because no one thought we would be in the playoffs and we're the seventh seed sitting at nine and eight and fucking, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how the coach does it. I don't know how Pete Carroll does it every year, but fuck, he churns out a competent football team with guys that are like, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? Like, who is this tight end? I don't know who this dude is. He finds them, they play, and they play well. They win games. Yeah, so what was Seattle's weakness? It seems like they fall off a little bit. Like, it felt like they were overperforming. They definitely looked more cohesive as a team. I'm just wondering, are there a couple of key parts they could 
add in the off season that, you know, I mean, Pete Carroll's, uh, isn't it the oldest coach, second oldest coach in the league. So not really sure. Is, like, yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel like he's going to do a complete revamp, but it's so weird. There's so many coaches that look older than him. Like he's like a, a young spry guy. Like, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Right, right so it'd just be interesting to see, you know, you wouldn't think like a massive rebuild, even though it's kind of what it looked like. So it'd be fun to see if there's a couple pieces there. Uh, still a playoff run ahead of them. Psych. We'll see. I mean, they're probably <laughs> going to get uh, their faces yeah, I mean, in pretty quick by this. What do they need? Runs. What do they need to do? It's, I think it's, I think it's secondary. I mean, they got Tariq Woolen, a rookie corner. I think in the safeties, they're a little on the older side, although Diggs, Diggs has played pretty well. It's just not like the Legion of Boom. So they, they, I think they had like the 25th like scoring defense. So they're giving up a lot of points. So I don't know if it's coming from interior on the defensive line. Like they've got some holes on the defensive side. So I think that that's where they really look. And then you also got to look on the other side too. I mean, they, they had, they started two rookie. Um, uh, they got two rookies uh, tackles cross and uh, another guy that they really seem to like. And then um you know, so I think offensive line, but I do think Tyler Lockett is getting a little on the older side. So a wide receiver might be something, you know, again, uh, to give tight end, you know, they kind of Disley and Parkinson, and they've got a couple of guys there that they've pulled off of the, uh, you know, the scrap pile to, to make, you know, competent tight ends out of Fant has been there a little bit too. So I think, um, yeah, probably somewhere on the defensive line in the front seven for sure to get a little pass rush, maybe a little secondary help. All right, we'll take a look at what they do in the playoffs. They'll be out yeah. quickly. All right, Green Bay, Detroit. Like seven this game, sorry to make you relive. Well, no, not sorry to make you no. relive the game. Maybe the Sunday, but it is really good. Let's talk, I mean, Detroit's looking really good, obviously trending in the right direction. Uh, I know I give uh, head coach of Detroit a lot of shit about you know it's kind of like you do separate coaches in these two categories they're either like you know these boy wonder geniuses that never played the game or there's these cavemen that are just like oh win football like go like and it's all heart and passion but you know we saw a little bit mix of both like one you know i don't know if he got advice to do this but you know you credit either way it was his his caller getting advice from the other people was that and i think green bay did it on purpose like when green bay is running out of timeouts i think they had one left they jump on that second and one uh mm-hmm. jump off sides and he declines it which is a great fucking move cuz you know you want yeah. you want that first down cuz that's another set of plays where you can be taking knees before you have to you know kick that field goal or or go for it which is very smart so showed that i mean they just showed up they were ready to play there were some key turnovers in the beginning but again like rodgers just looked like dog shit and there was a play you know on that first drive where it was third and goal and Rogers looked like he could have ran it in and whatever. And he just kind of like, he rifles it a little too quick behind the receiver as he's rolling out, you know, kind of like four yards out from the end zone. And again, I just remember that kind of setting the tone. And you think about your Patrick Mahomes, like you think about these guys that just like have their team rallying behind him and just like going to get that touch. And I just thought it was a really key thing to see if Rogers would do that. And I felt like we just got more of that same old Rogers, like, almost can't be bothered to be there. And it's starting to, I get it like a couple of years, but the more I'm watching Rogers, especially at the end of this season, like he's as much to blame as anybody else on that fucking team. I mean, I know there's yeah. drops like there, there's that fumble, but like those INTs that that second INT that got called back, like lucky on his side, because the illegal hands of the face that had nothing to do with where the fuck he was throwing that. And then, you know, on that third and 10, their last, what ended up being their last possession when they needed that touchdown, like, uh, 
just almost throws it up for grabs. Like, again, we talk about that Baker Mayfield, but that pass just hanging way too long up there and, like, didn't see the safety that did bite on the other end. You you, you brought up that that first possession. Yeah. And then you that made me start to think, like, I do wonder if his age, not his athleticism, but his age, like, I wonder if he's playing, I don't want to say scared is not the right thing, but like, I wonder if he's starting to feel like the hits a little bit more yeah. and is a little gun shy. And you know, he's thirty nine. That's, That's fine. We, so, I mean, we see we see it from Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady, definitely like Tom Brady, oh, not sure. afraid to fucking throw one in the dirt and punt away and just like yeah, exactly. Day. Yeah, but I do think like, but he's not. You know, but also Tom Brady's not scrambling out of the pocket and trying to make plays yeah. either. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I do. I do think it is one of those things because I remember at the at the tail end where he got sacked. And he got sacked pretty good. Houston came up, and then Hutchinson came on top of him, and he actually like oh yeah came up really like he, got, he was yeah, pushing off. people. Mm-hmm. He was pushing some people off, and I wonder if he was just like fuck, man, like you know you could just you know fall on me, and that it seemed like such a very like a, a whatever play, just like a you know a scrum and bodies laying on top of each other. But he seemed generally like upset by it, and I did I did think of that moment when you brought up the first possession where he like could have run it in from the score it's like maybe he's like i fucking it hurts man i can't i can't do this this is taking all my might to just be in here i don't want to get hit and i think if you you know if you lose a little bit of that edge in football and you're worried about getting hit i i could see it turning into decisions that are what we're seeing you know what i mean yeah did you buy anything at the end like did it look like that retirement walk off again like i heard a good thing on a podcast where we had seen you know aaron Rodgers do this a few times like the walking out of lambo tear in the eye um yeah. you know that people kind of make something about keeping a jersey but i just think he's a prick and just like no fuck you like i'm not gonna give the jersey to a team that just beat us which is which is fine uh, you make anything of this i mean we're definitely like that the money's too big we're gonna see aaron Rodgers play for the packers next year that simple yeah, I agree with you on that. I I did see somebody tweet. It's like if one thing that we do know is is that Aaron Rodgers loves attention, and I was like, yeah, I think I think there's something to be said for that. Um, where, you know, yeah, he is like, I don't know, he's milking the moment. He understands like the marketing side of it. Like I I do think he is a little bit like he feels like he's just cemented in, you know what what he does and his legacy. And so I don't, I don't know how much this, I, maybe I shouldn't say that, but I mean, does it seem like he's bothered by this or he's like, all right, maybe I'll just kind of, I'll give him something to talk about rather than my shitty performance. I'll give him some, you know, uh, retirement vibes and see, um, you know, see if he goes from there. Yeah. I'd be interested to see like how much blame he actually takes. Like he is, you know, for all those quarterbacks that are getting that much shit right now, like he's, I think he's clocking the most like hours per week getting an interview. I mean, I mean, I think Tom Brady has his, you know, radio show, but he's going on the Pat McAfee show. I feel like once a week. So he definitely like yeah, recapping yeah, yeah. any, everything. So I'd be interested to kind of see like how much blame is falling on his shoulder. Cause throughout the course of the season, like he hasn't taken a lot of it. And honestly, towards the end, like I look at that game, I mean, that fumble going down at the end of the second half was kind of a backbreaker, but that second half performance was she ought and they're where we thought they would be. And that's at home watching the playoffs. All right. Uh, one more time with the team I want to talk about real fast is the um, Los Angeles chargers. Mm. We make it too big of a deal about starting these starters or is this a massive coaching fuck up? 
Uh, I mean, I I, th- well, I think Mike Williams is coming back. I don't know about Bosa. I'm a yeah. I mean, I I'm a. I mean, here's the thing. It's for all the analytics that their coaches, you know, Brandon Staley is all about. Like, I feel like he is on the wrong side of the coin flip, like every single time. If it's like, <laughs> yeah. if it's, if it's a 50, 50 ball, like he is not getting it. This guy has the, he's guy has shit luck and he fucking, you know, is uh, feeling the, 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 you know, abuse of it. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, those guys wanted to play. I'm sure those guys wanted to play. I, I, I have a hard time not like saying like, Oh, like don't compete. But then this is the worst case scenario is this. And yeah. it is a little bit of like, well, see, we told you, but there are plenty of teams like fucking, I know Jalen hurts was playing for a position, but he could have equally sat and said, like, look, we'll be fine wherever, which way we are. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, maybe. Like, I mean, that was, that was a one seed. So that's uh they're playing for a bye week like, yeah, I but if he gets really hurt, then, then what's what's the bye week even matter? You know, you're just, you know, yeah. say if you re-injure that that shoulder, I don't know. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of, a little bit of, you know, let's gig the 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 Chargers on it. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Do you do you say sit him or what? No, I, I say I say let him play. I say it did, yeah. if if you're not a team that's cooking with gas, like that's why it's almost like the Bucks sitting. Like it's like you need to fucking practice. Like yeah. get out there. Like you you need the reps. Like Chargers, you need, the reps. Like you, you need the reps. And it's just like the Chargers were a team to me. It's just like they they haven't gotten it all figured out. So let's have let's we could use one more week of playing football before like it's you know elimination football. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean they're they they haven't been there before. They needed the practice. It it the coin flip went the other way. What's up, brother? We got Jim Booth on the pod jumping on just i would just the welcome mat was there just show yourself in the door's <laughs> unlocked pull up a seat uh we take and we can get you a uh, real fast we'll just fold you right into this uh we're covering week 18 what was your take on the chargers starting their starters that last week the coach should be fired today <laughs> it's a fi- fireball fence okay but i think yeah. it was just like like it's a little bit of just like why it the chargers had their problems and it seemed like some kinks they could use the extra reps to work through but you just this is inexcusable like if you're locked in you got to sit him that week 18 i mean okay first of all you know the chargers don't make the playoffs very often and his excuse was not great like well what he's oh it's really hard to field the team we have 48 players blah 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 like okay i'm so sorry how many receivers do you have how many running backs do you have? Why do you need to put your starters, your stars in here for for completely meaningless game? Um, they get injured right before you go to the the game that means more than any other game in the past three years. Or, or I actually don't know how long it's been. Anyway, you kind of blindsided me. I just walked right into this. That's, uh, I know. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Got to pivot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much you've talked about this already. So um... no, you're good. We're, yeah, this is this is a take. We were of the mindset. It's like, all right, let them play. They want to play. Who cares? And I was kind of saying earlier on, it was just like, if if they're fine, if everyone's fine, hopefully they should have won the game. But if they're fine, then they're building momentum toward the playoff. But this is like the worst possible outcome is losing guys. I, I think Mike Williams is going to be back. I don't know about Eckler or 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 Bosa. Um, because I know Bosa was the other injury, but I do know that they're saying that Williams will be back. I mean, I feel like that's kind of besides the point. Uh, you know, the point is is that 
you played them for nothing and then you pulled them anyway in the fourth like everything that he did just didn't make any sense at all i don't buy his excuse i don't buy you know, that there was any kind of strategy to it at all um if they aren't injured let's say they were injured for the season okay so maybe if they aren't injured for the season if it if you know if it works out that they get to play that doesn't justify anything like the ends don't justify the means i don't know i feel like there's a saying here that could probably be used but i you know it, it just seems like besides the point it's a managerial decision that was just incorrect and but you know what i'll change this though keep him because if we if they fire him I'm terrified of Sean Payton in, you know, in LA coaching the Chargers in the AFC West. I don't want that at all. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, Bosa, Kenneth Murray were both full practice today. Mike Williams is the only one that set out, but they said that he was probably going to start. And then Eckler's not on the injury report whatsoever. So I hear your point. It's like a little bit, but I mean, maybe you start getting the injuries and you're like, oh shit, well, it's fourth quarter. We might as well pull him now. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're going for it. We saw what we needed to see and let's not, let's, you know, let's, let's put a tourniquet on any more bleeders here. But yeah, I, I don't mean, think it good. Yeah. What's it wasn't about winning the football game ever. Like it would just to be about getting the reps and getting them out there and seeing how the team looked. Cause we, we we've, we've seen that on the other side quarter. where like, we've seen that on the other side too, where like, I think it was the Colts with, Peyton many many years ago where like yeah they were just like sitting guys for a really long time and then you know like football is a, yeah football is a little bit of like they got to keep the momentum they have to have the reps they got to keep the work in otherwise you know you, you you lose it pretty quickly and it's hard to muster it especially on the road playoff football where they've in an environment where they haven't been in before that's so what happened think- like a, the Indianapolis Colts I think they sat them they were going into like week uh that's back when we had you know, 16 games and they were going into like that week 15. I think they sat them for like half of that week 16. And then all of that week 17, they had the buy, like, like just bailed on the undefeated season and then lost that first game, that first playoff game after like being the one seed. So like that's always stuck with me as just like football, like you just can't take two weeks off from this shit. And I know like chargers weren't going up against that same thing, but I just, I always, you know, I'll even favor, like that team that goes to play the one seed coming off that win over wildcard weekend. Like I always make that game a little bit closer than I would. Like if it was just like, if that one seed was just playing like immediately, all right, jumping into below the fold national championship game. Wanted to hop in on this real fast. Obviously not a shit ton to talk about unless we're just going to list off Georgia touchdowns one at a time. And what happened? Uh, Georgia wins 65 to seven. Um, Does this, the big question I want to ask you guys and you guys both watch college football does this hurt that conversation about trying to get those non-SEC teams into those last four playoff spots? And I know it's not as big of a deal now as we're going to be expanding a couple of years from now or whenever that happens, but it does seem, you know, it felt like, I don't know how close the conversation really was after TCU's loss to K-State. I think it was going to be more of a USC getting that last spot, but I know there are yeah. whispers of Alabama. Like, do we now get closer to like forcing like, a two loss, three loss SEC team over like, you know, a one loss big 12. I don't think we'll ever see that until we expand the playoffs just because then, then the conversation won't, won't matter anymore. I, I think it's very hard to put in a one loss team or excuse me, a two loss team over a one loss team. We've seen, 
but we have seen years past where when UFC, UCF, excuse me, had that undefeated season, they went and played Auburn in the Sugar Bowl and beat them because Auburn could care less. They they kept them out of the playoffs because they really didn't, didn't play anyone, even though they were undefeated. And so we've seen it on the other side of that. Um, but yeah, two losses is kind of like a line of demarcation in terms of like college football playoffs. You know, conference titles matter. You know, uh, one zero or one loss matters. Two losses seems like almost a bridge too far. But to your point earlier, I did see a stat that the top four SEC bowl teams uh, all defeated like the Big 12 champion in K-State. Yeah. Um, the ACC champion Clemson, uh, obviously TCU, and then there was one other game. Basically, those four teams defeated them a total of 204 to 48 points or something like that. Something just like absolutely ridiculous. There is a giant, like the top, top cream of the crop in the SEC is a different level. That's big boy football. And this is coming from a Michigan fan who was like simultaneously sad that we weren't in the game, but also that we were not getting fucking, you know, just the brakes beaten off of us in the championship game. Watching that game last night reminded me of when you're playing like Tecmo Bowl and like your brother would drop the remote control on defense. <laughs> you, your office was just doing whatever it pleased on the rushing attack, the passing attack. Uh, Jim, what's kind of your thoughts on this? Like we finally see kind of Big 12 being represented in the bowl game and then just get absolutely throttled. You know, I don't think that um, TCU is as bad as what the game showed. I think that like college kids, you know, are getting run and then they just give up. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't think TCU was as bad as that. Georgia might be as good as that, but I yeah. don't think that it was, you know, the kind of thing where because TCU has beaten really good teams. And um, it's not like this is the first SEC team, SEC team that they played. I don't know. I got to, I finally well, anything from college that, football. That's that fucking over. Yeah, that's good. That's a, all you can, not a lot that you can, hills you can die on for this TCU team. It's just like good yeah, season. I, I think your point, your point is though, is, is that unlike the pro game, momentum in the college game is massive. Totally. So if you get a couple bad beats and that we saw that in the Michigan TCU game, momentum is, it can be a real killer. And these are 18, 19, 20 year old kids a lot of times, but like that, this is what we saw is the, the worst case scenario where it's like, Georgia has all the momentum and just snuffs the life out of TCU. I agree with you, Jim. They're not as bad as the score reflects. They're, they're a good team. I don't necessarily know. Like, I feel like, you know, there's a different kind of, like I said, the top cream of that sec is a different level of football, just in like the depth. Cause one of the things that they were talking about in the game was like, Georgia was just, just, running new defensive linemen out and you could see it in the face of the TCU offensive lineman where it's like dude all these guys are 6364 like 300 pounds and they're moving fast like they're coming at me and they're fresh cuz they're they're playing five plays and coming off and they so the depth is what I think is a huge difference and like some of those SEC teams versus like a TCU it's like yeah they have some good starters but like they're backups there's nobody to spell you and give you a break. There's no one to give you a breather. Whereas like, Hey, next man up, I'm bringing you in. And it's like, all right, no big deal. Just count your five star too. roll in there. We'll get you a few reps. 
we'll give the main guy a breather for three plays and then get you back out there. That I think is a huge difference in the college game. All right, jumping into the inbox real fast. Uh, this comes from my nephew. What up, Colin? Hitting up that text thread. What's up, Colin? Trying to get a little question on here. Uh, Jim, we'll let you feel this one. Arizona Cardinals fired their coach. Uh, have Kyler Murray on a big contract. Uh, new coach coming in. They're actively talking about trying to trade uh, on uh, Andre Hopkins. Where are the Cardinals with a third pick overall going to go in the draft? What are they looking at, Jim? So we got uh, the order of the draft right now is one, two, three. We got number one overall going to the Chicago Bears. Two is going to be the Texans. Three will be your Arizona Cardinals. I love how I love how this question turned into a draft question to make me really interested in it. Um, it was. It was yeah. Legit <laughs> asked me about the draft, what they would be drafting. Great. First of all, I think the fact that Kyler Murray is going to have a say in which coach that they hire, which I don't know why you would ever do that but you know, yeah i feel don't you feel like don't you feel like that was dog and pony show it's just like no shit i mean yeah they're gonna talk Probably. their contract quarterback like about like who it's gonna be but it's just not like it's almost like we're doing you lip service because we embarrassed you so much about the fact that like you'd rather playstation than don't don't assign them any homework defense. on reading about these coach candidates though <laughs> you gotta really you gotta really spell it out for them well they're not going quarterback um, and I don't no. think the and I don't think the Bears are either. In fact, I think that the Bears are going to pretend that they're interested in some of these quarterbacks. Hell, they might even ask uh, Justin Fields to unfollow the Bears on social media for a day just to drive up the price <laughs> um, for whoever wants to trade into that, which is probably going to be, if I had to guess, would be Indy. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, two is um, Houston. Houston. Yeah. Right. So they'll stand pack because they could take a quarterback. You know, they're, they're probably, what, three, possibly four good quarterbacks or two that I would consider to be top of the line. Um, and then and then you've got Arizona at three. So the Bears trade down to, like, what is it? Indy's at five? Four. Indy's at four. 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 Right. So let's say this which places. So Indy takes, let's say, Stroud. And then um, – so that that means, see, and then Houston will take a quarterback at two. So now you've got three, right? And you've got the two best defensive players on in the in the draft available. Yeah, I think that they'll. I think they'll go linebacker. I, I would agree with that. I think I think that they're going to go. I mean, obviously JJ Watt just retired too. Pass rush is a huge thing. Um, so you've got two kind of the the top two defensive players you've got Jalen Carter who we just saw in the championship game for Georgia mm. monster defensive tackle is huge can really unload and is, is a lot of people are thinking could potentially be the first I think number one overall defensive tackle picked since Cincinnati took Dan Wilkinson many moons ago uh, if you remember in the mid nineties and early nineties, there was like a big run Russell, Maryland did big daddy, Dan Wilkinson getting a defense tackle was like the thing that you needed. So we're kind of back there in a little bit, but I also think that they need, you know, you got to get pre pressure on the quarterback and there was nobody better in college football than Will Anderson at doing that. Will Anderson uh, technically had a drop off in production. He only had like 17 tackles for loss as opposed to 31 tackles for loss in the previous season. 
Uh, he's a fucking absolute freak. They call him the Terminator. Plays for Alabama. He's a huge edge rusher. I'm a big fan of Will Anderson. And I do think, like, you talk about if they don't get – if Chicago doesn't get a big price tag to to trade out of that spot, I might see them take a Will Anderson player and just, just hold and just take that guy. Uh, you know what I mean? If they don't get the capital that they want because they need – they've got lots of different stuff that they can build. And like you said, moving to four, they could, they could get a Carter. They could get a Tyree Wilson out of uh, Texas Tech who's kind of – moving up the the draft boards a lot but i i definitely think it's got to be one of those two and i think it has to be defensive to start the trading hopkins thing i i does that feel like that just came in the last like two weeks or, or like week or so i mean i, I I'm, yeah i don't I'm really get confused. it yeah. yeah i don't it, it seemed like there was some sort of like daniel hopkins was so excited to get out of houston uh you know seemed to be at least in the corner publicly you know stooping a little bit stumping for uh, Kyler Murray it seemed like they uh, kind of had a thing going, especially after you know missing those missing those games. Like didn't even really get a chance to get back up to speed and take a real run with them. So it almost feels like it's an internal request by his camp to like get me the fuck out of this disaster. Like it feels yeah. like his temperature on Kyler Murray might be changing a little bit. And out of respect, trying to not make a public spectacle about it, but it's just like yeah, I gotta go. Like this isn't a fit. And 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 you know miss six games with PED stuff. And so it's like, well, where does he go? Like, who's who's trading for Hopkins at this moment? I mean, he's he's over thirty, right? He's like thirty-one or thirty-two. Yeah, he's right, right there. Yeah, he's got a little bit of that like AJ Green vibe to him, you know, where it's just kind of like yeah, he's name, right at thirty. Sorry, the name's outliving the talent a little bit, where it's just kind of like mm, like not quite what you remember it being. So it'll be interesting. I mean, like wide receivers are at kind of their peak price tag wise and do seem to have a little bit more of that NBA kind of force in my place, my way to go to where I want to. I mean, we saw it with uh, Diggs a few years ago, most recently we saw it with Devontae Adams ready to get out there. But I mean, obviously like, um, you know, Hopkins isn't going to get anywhere near that price tag. So it'd be, I don't know, like, it's funny we bring it up right now having, you know, Jim on the pod. Like he's, to me, he's an interesting fit for the Chiefs. Like, you know, someone that doesn't really have that. No, thanks. <laughs> that overall number one that you know might have a little bit of cap issues could find him because i think he would you know put the premium on being able to get a chip over you know blowing up the bank they're already talking about him going to um what i would consider the franchise that makes the worst decisions on wide receivers in the league and that's the giants so i feel like that's a perfect fit mm, yeah that would that would that would sense. be an interesting fit I mean, and that's the thing is, is he's got a pretty sizable like deal left in these last two years. I'm just looking there to trade him. You know, it's 22 million in dead cap and before June and only 11 after June. So we'd probably see something after June for them to get to, to move. And after the drafts all kind of flesh out, but still it's not going to be easy for them to move him unless he restructures that deal too. So, so I think I like your point be in what you're saying earlier it's like sounds like an internal request right so it's like i wonder if if we see a contract restructure then we know it's like he's he's trying to do whatever he's trying to do to to make it as easy as possible for them to move him to the spot that he wants yeah i never let any of that uh that contract shit bog me down when i'm just shooting from the hip this was gonna he's, happen he's off, baby. take him over here before you move on just real quick yes um kuiper mcshay reed miller I'll have Will Anderson Jr. edge Alabama overall number one in the draft. 
overall number one. Yeah, it'll be it. It'll all come down to see if uh, if Chicago can get any value trading out of that one spot because I definitely think For they're sure. in the fields. Um, all right. The reason you showed up, it may be date night. Bring us to the jam. Oh, yeah, it's the map date night. The showdown is where they fight. Here they discuss if this movie sucks. Why? Because this pot fucks. I said this pot fucks. Oh, yeah, this pot fucks. All right. Troll. 1986. Troll. If you're a friend of most awesome and eyes, that means you're on some text threads. And if you're on a text thread and you just shoot from the hip talking about some old ass movie that you're excited about, we're going to invite you on the pod to talk about it. We're going to watch it, which is what happened to us when we sat down to watch this train wreck of a movie. Boy, did we 19... get hoodwinked. We got hoodwinked. 1986's Troll. I am so sorry. Here's the question. Are you trolling the pot? Like (laughs) that's what I would like to know by having us watch this. You know, that would have been great. That would have been great. (laughs) But I I trolled myself because I watched it and oh my God, this is I it it has so many famous people in it. And it It does. yeah, we'll get we'll get into those. Let's uh, let's just kind of sum it up for the audience that playing from yeah. home that I didn't take the time to remember this because that would make sense. Um, basically, uh, we got an apartment complex here. Inside the basement is inside the laundry room is a troll. Yeah. Uh, this troll immediately from Jump Street takes over. Uh, inhabits this girl, so it looks like a daughter. That just moved uh, and in. Then, just this family just, just moved, moved in. Into just this. moved. Yep. Then basically goes apartment to apartment with all these crazy neighbors taking over the apartment and turning the people into a forest. You heard me right. Stabs them with little, like turns the person, person blooms into a forest. Some other troll creatures come out and he just does that room by room with all these crazy neighbors. One of those neighbors being Sonny Bono. Uh, yes. Of Sonny and Cher fame. Man. Another one being Julie Louise Dreyfus. Yes. I'm talking about the one from Seinfeld. This is what's populating this apartment, and this is what's going. On. I did. Do I have pretty much? Uh, did I? Did I hit the the summary of this movie? Did I sum it up all right? Am I missing anything? As best as you can. Yeah, you nailed it. I I would say you, it's basically the the amount of thought that they put into the script. They're like, "Yep, that sounds good. Let's just keep pushing this forward." The troll has a list of powers, so he's a shapeshifter. Uh, he is he can teleport. And then he has a ring that has a tiny pin that comes out that turns you into a forest. And um, I think that's about all of his. Oh, he uh, I think he made fire happen one time with his eyes, like when he was the girl, like on the coffee machine or when the coffee was on the stove. He did that, too. So maybe a little pyrotechnics. And he he does speak the language. Uh, we got about to the third act and we actually heard him say a line, which was uh, which was good. Uh, Jim, did you watch this a lot as a kid? How did this movie come up? I watched this once as a kid. Um, I I must have been drunk as a kid. I, I it is bizarre in so many different ways. It looks a specific kind of bizarre where um, you have all these famous people, but it, it feels like everybody just like had like a really big conversation with the director, got all amped up right before they got on camera, and then nobody acts like they're actually in the scene. They're all like preoccupied with something that just happened off screen like they just got done trying to figure out what the fuck the director was thinking i i don't know you know they they try to they have the weirdest effects um they try to save money by having uh uh 
your main villain being a 10 year old girl with too much moxie. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's bizarre. So a couple of things, I don't know if you want to start at the beginning or start at the end. So let's just go ahead and say the ending absolutely sucked. You got Noah Hathaway from never ending story. You've got Ben from law and order and a Kango for some reason. Um, You've got, you've got Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus. You've got Brad Hall, her husband, um, they clearly like found them when they were, I don't know, doing improv somewhere in Chicago and they it was a package deal. Um, you've got Sonny Bono who's into swinging in this movie because that's oh, yeah. what we all want to see. I think my favorite, my favorite part is him laying down the rules about what's going to be going on in his apartment. He doesn't want any kid noises. They said, what was that scene? So uh, we, I mean, this is like three minutes later. He's just like, I'm, and he's mean about it. He's just like, I'm swinging. I don't want any kids messing this up after he trips him it goes back up and then it's like the morning and he's kind of listening to music and he's they've been up all night drinking i guess but he's like in a robe but it's daylight outside i don't know oh, this guy's swinging it's like a morning swinger yeah, yeah exactly swinger. this guy's he's a bargain bin swinger is what he is this is like the girl's not happy to be there and the whole apartment's insane too he's got like a giant stoplight that flat that flashes crazy mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like it's not swinger appropriate i don't understand this place at all I don't care. I just say he lets the kid in here. It's like this, the tenants of this apartment, their policy on just letting kids from other apartments just wander into their place and just be like, yeah, hang out is completely absurd. It made me think is like, was that different rules in the 80s where you just like, yeah, like, was it a, it takes a village kind of style and just like any kid was allowed in any apartment they just like randomly hopped into? Well, it I, used to I be. Thought- it used Go to be ahead. like parents could other parents could hit you if you remember like yeah. back in the day like yep, 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 yep. other parents could smack you so mm-hmm. i think it's kind of the, the the rules were a little loose where it's like all right I, if i'm getting hit then i can kind of go where i please right because i'm i don't know where the hits are going to come from so i might as well fucking see yeah i know up. the consequences so i'm just i'm yeah. all in and then we'll just let the chips fall where they may yeah i mean i thought throughout the entire movie there was just a lot of really weird like relationships between children and adults the entire yeah. time i mean you got your you've got your super army w or andy travis from wkrp in cincinnati who thinks books for idiots you know or whatever like yelling at my kid for reading like that no thanks you know what stay out of that guy's apartment and <laughs> right, right um you've got the mom from, from charlie's angels is the kid is noah hathaway's mom who who who's Acts strange the entire film, but nothing is as weird as is the witch. Um, I I don't know what's going on there at all. Like why she, I mean, she says all kinds of strange things to the kids the entire time. She says, yeah. I, what was it? Um, let me check my notes here because I wrote it down. Yeah, I, I don't so think we actually gashed. talked about it in the beginning. Is is Eunice Sinclair is the witch who knows about the troll? Right, she knows about the troll. If I remember correctly, I'm a, I'm just trying to buy you time while you find your yeah, or, things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she does because she breaks it down. On she breaks it down. You know, she she's, our, she's our super sleuth, it. our kid that like the boy at one second is just like I don't know what's going on. And he's just like you I think Harry I just Potter figured Jr. out you're a witch. Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about the names. Is Harry Potter? Yeah, insane. <laughs> Wild. Um, I, I, at some point she asked him if he just popped his cookies. I was like, what in the fuck? Oh yes, that that's mean? right. That is <laughs> right. This is What's a weird happened to movie. you. Yeah. All the puppets felt like they were the same manufacturer as like the rejects from the Genesis land of confusion video. And they, but like, they just like covered them in Vaseline. Like they didn't even make sense. Like what these trolls were, they were all like different. You got the little dinosaur troll. You've got the little frog they were, troll. There was a it pig was, troll. 
Was yeah. it a patrol? What what about the the mushroom thing that was in Eunice's thing? What was that was a mushroom, right? That she had like covered over? Was what was it? Yeah. It's her ex-husband, wasn't it? It's her ex-husband, yeah, but it looked like a mushroom tip. Maybe it was a little phallic. Maybe that's what it was supposed to represent. It was a little phallic. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no. Feel free. Jump in anywhere. <laughs> I, this the is big, an skit. The biggest crime is that nothing is scary. Nobody actually even yeah. dies in this in this film. I don't even know what the point was. I mean, and and when Julie Louis Dreyfus uh, gets turned or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you she know, goes full like, nymph. Yeah, wood yeah, nymph. As much as I want to see Elaine Bennis's butt running around, like I was like, what happened here? And it happens off camera. It happens off screen. I don't actually even know what happens to to her husband or boyfriend in the movie. I guess um, it, it's just very strange. I don't know why there's a forest in her room. Yeah. Um, it, it it just felt like that every scene went from one scene to another without any kind of transition whatsoever. Yeah. So and, at the very beginning, like they're, they're fighting audio issues. Like it feels like they had to redub this entire movie. Like everyone sounds like they're talking right next to you, even like on the wide shots, which feel totally bizarre. And this is, I mean, Jim, I think this genre is more up your alley, but I mean, isn't this prime, like never any story, like labyrinth. Are we kind of doing all this shit with like, puppets and whatnot and it seems like hey we can shoot this movie in you know a weekend so let's get the team together (laughs) let's um pull over who you can let's shoot this real fast don't worry about the script and let's see if we can sell this thing yeah zero backstory why there's a troll in the laundry room in the basement just hanging out no no reason whatsoever and then all of a sudden it turns the girl and then everything starts happening and like the closest they get to even explaining what this plot is they bring up atomic bombs do you remember that like I must yeah, like, I must have I must have blanked that out, but yes, it, it feels right for it. You could tell me like absolutely 100 percent it did. 100 yeah. percent that happened. So here's the thing is is I, I like that we bring up that because we we see this troll immediately. So this troll isn't doing anything in this apartment to all these other people at any other time. Like he just now decides like, all right, finally a kid's in here. I'm gonna get me a kid. She dropped the ball and I'm gonna pinprick this motherfucker and I'm gonna run amok. So it's like we don't we don't establish that. And I think we're also was there a, who, who was the guy that was like with the guns in the beginning? Was that the books yeah. guy that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Randy Travis from WKRP oh, yeah. in Cincinnati. That's right. That guy was wild too, because you're like, holy shit. Like, what are you supposed to be? I it felt like we had an idea for like an apartment complex movie with different characters, and then we're like, ah, but trolls and fantasies really really kind of popping right now. Let's let's wedge some of that shit in there. Yeah, I mean, we're meeting everybody on the staircase. It's just like yeah. everyone's just coming yeah. at the right time. It's just like, okay, like this character thing, like hopping around. And I guess the troll just down there just trying to do his whites. And then he's just like, fuck it. Like there's a little girl. Like, <laughs> laundry day. Oh, shit. Coming together. This. I don't know if we you remember don't... there was a random dad dance scene for no reason. Yeah, I do. And I feel like Harry they had Potter to change Senior. that song. <laughs> Harry Potter Senior. Yes. The guys, they... if you're listening right now, the name of the of the character in the movie is actually Harry Potter. Both of them. Yeah. It's Harry Potter Senior, Harry Potter Junior. Well, I did. It stood out to me too because they made such a big stink. Literally in the very, it was like one of the first lines that the dad was like freaking out about his record collection. It was a big thing. It was right. like absolutely like can't fuck around with my record collection. Like almost had a weird vibe of like I'm gonna fucking slug you, Harry Potter Junior. If you right. if you mess around with these things, like I'm gonna I'm gonna dot you in your eye. And then you're right. I totally forgot. We have just a random 
comes in there a long day of being a fucking critic or whatever he is i forget what his job was something a nothing job a literal nothing job where he's home at two o'clock in the afternoon puts on a record and just rocks out hardcore rock out just feeling it i mean clearly you know, I, hitting I, that random table of booze in the middle of the living room that they have <laughs> I yeah, heard yeah. that, yeah. When when, when your ten year old daughter invites over the forty year old dwarf that lives upstairs as her best friend, it's just like you have you have the liquor cabinet on a TV tray in the middle of the living room. I think what it is is with that dance number. I think they were honestly like, we have to add like three minutes to get this at technically a feature length because <laughs> this thing is running at a crisp like seventy eight minutes, and they're like, shit, we ran out of movie. We've used every cut we have. Like we cannot do more B-roll of the forest. Like we don't have anything else. Like Did we, do we have, have? Julia, Julia run a little bit more. Now we've done it. It's, it's already had 45 seconds. <laughs> it's it's too long. It's maxed out. It's maxed I'm glad out. you, I'm glad you did bring up because Jim, you brought up the inappropriate relationship with kids and adults, but okay. In, in what world? I know it's 1985 or six or whatever it is, but if your 10 year old daughter brings home an adult little person that they've invited for dinner. Yeah. Are you like, you're not offering them a drink. You're not being like, Hey, come sit down, Malcolm. Like have, have uh let me get you something a little bit more than chocolate milk. Yeah. No, you need this more background. Insane. Like where, where did you guys meet? Like how often yeah, do you guys yeah. hang out? Where do you hang out? Who else is there? Why do you yeah. hang out? Why do you not hang like, out? Yeah, exactly. N- not like, how do you take your gin and tonic? Do you want it neat or on the rocks? Like it's just like right. way too close to it. Um, all right, guys, let's, uh, should we give this some air horns? Oh, what do you got? Wait, 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 wait. I got yeah, one more. I got one more because they just moved in and this kid has a bedroom and he has a, not only a huge picture of him and his sister on the wall, like who, what kid ever has a picture of that on his wall, but he's got dozens of posters on the wall. And one of them is the director's other movie, Dungeon Master. Yeah. Which nice. is the only other movie he directed. But my favorite part is that he has sports pennants. So he has a I saw this pennant and a Dallas pennant. Dallas Cowboy, yeah. Who's rooting for San Francisco and Dallas? Like I couldn't handle that for some reason. Thousand percent. I saw that too. I clocked that. This is insane. I missed that totally. This is this is this has been downgraded. I just downgraded this movie. (laughs) Like it made me mad. I couldn't help it. I'm like, who's insane? Come on. Makes no sense. All right. Uh, cool. Okay, we'll give it air horns real fast. Uh, one to five. Let's start it out in three, two, one. I'm sorry. Am I screaming out one here? Yeah, I just gave it one. (laughs) What do you give it one? (laughs) I wish I could give it less. Yeah, one. Fine. Sure. You're going to give it an official zero? Just for the the talent. No, I'm going one. Official zero? They shot it. They edited it. (laughs) Yeah, zero. I'm silent as could be, man. This movie stunk. (laughs) Yeah. People People come in and out of these scenes about as naturally as the room. Uh, It is. Yeah, just watch the trailer. That's all you need to see. The Apostle Showdown brings us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. All right, bro, you're going to spring one on us. You got something in your pocket? Throw it I have two us. things in my pocket. I'm going to give you the one that I want to give you, and then when you reject it. it, I'll have the real Neapolitan showdown. Right. I doubt we'll uh, reject it. Well, we'll see. Yeah. It's we you. We might reject it. Because it's not a Neapolitan showdown, but it just made me chuckle If it's so like much. the top three great things about Troll, you might be barking yeah, up the wrong tree. It's not. 
it's not it's literally rank these characters um in order of uh, a preference that's it who's the best character these three characters okay ned ned schneebly ned ryerson and ned nederlander ned, ned ryerson <laughs> uh what what's the first ned ned right, Schle- so, schneebly ned schneebly so that's uh that's school of rock his roommate ned uh, ryerson yeah so I ned Ryer- groundhog day Groundhog Day and Ned Nederlander. So uh that's uh um um uh three amigos. Which which one of three amigos? Oh it's Martin Short. Okay. Ned Nederlander. Right. Ned Power Rankings. Ned Power <laughs> Rankings. All right. Okay. Um we're going three three up. Uh yeah, start with your your third place. Yeah, your third Schneebly, place Ned. Schneebly from School of Rock. Yeah, it's Schneedly third. Who plays Schneedly? That's Mike White, isn't it? Isn't it Mike yeah, White? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I'm out on most. I don't. I'm not big on Jack Black movies. And that I'm kind one of is a like, pretty good one. I will say that yeah, one is enjoyable. I'm I like that either, movie, and I totally agree with you. I yeah, it's one of his good ones. Uh, yeah. I think we actually just watched that. Like it was on the TV, and it's that's a perfect like. It's on, and I'm I'm probably not going to change it because I'm I'm chuckling every so often. That when the little kid's like, "I'm not cool enough," I'm like, "All right, you got me. You got me for another 15 minutes." Um, yeah. my number two, man, I, it's got to be Ned Ryerson, right? I mean, I got Ryerson at two. Yeah, because yeah. like Ryerson is not a good hang. No, like we need it. He's funny in the movie, but as a Ned. As someone like you want to run into over and over, like I do not want to see, and it's worse because you got to run into this guy and you got to run into him saying the exact same thing, like it's a doozy and all this stuff. It is just like mm-hmm. got to pass, got to pass on Ryerson. Man, it's almost uh, Schneebly almost should get bonus points for having a hot girlfriend in <laughs> Sarah Silverman. We almost it's like maybe Ned's packing something that we don't know. Maybe he's got mm. a little game, Ooh. but he's such She's a wet a, blanket. She was a pill though. She was. She was a bit of. She was a bit of a. So that's why. Yeah. At least I feel like you know Ryerson. He feels like he's the guy who like feels like he's got like the white picket fence and the two kids. Like he's got everything. He's the insurance salesman. Yeah, confidence. Right, right confidence. Ryerson at two, which means Nederlander, three amigos, which mm-hmm. an underrated movie. I I can't remember the last time I've watched Three Amigos, but I remember up. watching it when I was a kid. Like. All the time, I was like, "This is a great. It's a great concept of a movie. It's a great, great concept." Like, I was gonna say that, yeah. Just the the story holds up. It's a great yeah. idea. It's uh, you know, three comedic actors, like three. I mean, at the in their prime, like three yeah, yeah. probably are the best, which you don't really see a lot now, especially since we don't have you know that many comedies anymore. But uh, yeah, even though like I I wouldn't say like I would probably put in my power rank of those amigos, he would be my third amigo, but he is my first net. First Ned, number one Ned in our hearts, third amigo on the field. Third, third amigo. Uh, all right, well, that's that's a tie. You got to give us a tiebreaker. All right, well, listen, I tell you what, I did bring another Neapolitan showdown, I, but I don't know if you really want to dig through a whole one, but I can tell you what it is. Sure. Hit us with it. We'll give, we'll give a number one on whatever your category is, and you'll use that as the tiebreaker. Okay. Uh, most rewatchable Coen Brothers movie. Rewatchable. I've always found that 
that Coen Brothers movies, the first time I see them, um, is never the they they always improve with rewatch, no matter which one it is. Mm -hmm. I I don't think B is a big Coen Brother fan. Are you are you a Coen Brother fan? I there are like I'm not like it's coming out. I gotta go see it. I mean, there's some you know, No Country for Old Men wasn't like crazy about it but there's uh fargo i still don't think i've actually like seen all the way through um let's but, but i mean there, I there's you were like, much higher on inside lewin or lewin i am yeah that's that i mean that's that's why i was debating there's two like i was like do i want to get do i want to get cute or do i just kind of want to but uh i i mean rewatchable i gotta i'm not gonna reinvent the wheel here i got mine you know what yours is i got it it probably might be the same of, yeah big yeah. lebowski big lebowski that's the number yeah. one Okay, let's go number two. Number two for the tiebreaker. We'll keep going. Double overtime. Double overtime. Um, I'm going to have to go with, I like No Country for Old Men. So I'm going to go with No Country for Old Men. Yeah, I'm probably going to lose here. I am going to go inside Lewin Davis. I'm going to stick with Dance with the Girl That Brought Me. I'm going to go with yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. So there like it is. That. Who's your winner? I'll see you, Jim. All right. So, uh, you know, I didn't really like um, uh, um, Big Lebowski when I first saw it. And then I read mm -hmm. the script. And then every single time I've seen it since then, it's just been better and better. Um, my number one um, is Intolerable Cruelty, which I didn't think was a very good movie when I first saw it. And every time it's on, I laugh harder. And harder. Joe had me watch that for the first time two weeks ago or right before I thought absolutely fan fucking tastic it is hilarious <laughs> yeah. like i'll definitely be firing that up a lot more that is that is great i don't think i've i can't i don't think i want i don't think i've seen that one i'm that one yeah because we talked about Clo Clooney, right that's mm -hmm. Clooney's in that yeah i don't yep. think we've watched that one yeah it's watch it then watch it again yeah. um all right uh for the tiebreaker there's absolutely zero way in any any universe any timeline of the universe that I would watch No Country for Old Men again because mm. it fucked me up so bad. <laughs> like, you know, maybe being half cocked, like I, I, I just, it, it was, it was so brutal that there's just no way I could watch it again. So I got to go with Brandon on this one. Oh Fair. man, I almost, I, I went by technicality that the movie's <laughs> so good you can't watch it again. So you can always fire up the old. We'll just like tread through inside Lewin Davis. Uh, I jump. Thanks for jumping on. Glad to have you, you on, got again, it. brother. Uh, yeah, appreciate it, brother. Me. Thanks, man. All right, Brandon, nice gambling corner. Bring us to the jam. Um, let's get into it. How did we do overall? Well, we'll um, let's look at our our smaller ones first and see how we did there. Can we do that? Like the ones yeah. we did a Mabby Dollar on, and then let's kind go. Of see. Yes, uh, a Mabby Dollar. I would say by and large that was the most ones that we had. Were the most like most most were Mabby Dollar bets. We went some bigger. We had some twos, some threes, a yeah. four in there that hit. But anyway, we had a four. We had a four in there. Awesome. We had a four in there. That what hit. was your idea for next year? How you want to do this? So my thought was there's 32 teams. 
we each yeah. have a dollar per team and we can allocate it however which which way we want. And I was also thinking I'm potentially making like so we could do like we so could I have do, a total of thirty two dollars or I have to bet on every team's over under. No, 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 no. We have a total of thirty two dollars that we could maybe dollars. We had to bet our allotment, but we could sit there yeah. and go. My one thing is is I was gonna say we have to bet on at least one division and you know at least once in a division you know what yeah I'm you saying? can't go like, 30 you can't go 32 on one of them exactly right yep on yeah one. exactly okay. I, I like to spread it out a little bit so yeah let's go on we'll go in the NFC. well i still like I, I think we i think we should also meet with each other like if you put a mabby dollar on something the other person has to even if you bet four i have to bet at least one on what you did even follow or against it so we yeah, have yeah. We, I, we have we all have action on the same stuff I like I like that because we did have one. I'll save it for the end because we we had one and I was man. I know I how was, this is gonna fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it's in, but I got no, 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 just, no, no, no. just yeah. by the look on your face. No, no, I have no, a guess no, on who no, no. did it correctly. All right, uh, let's hit some <laughs> hit some one offs. Okay, some ones. We'll go on the NFC. Um, yeah, we missed on the Giants under. We bet a Mabby dollar on the under of seven. This is all going off of DraftKings. Seven, obviously, they they made the playoffs uh, with nine wins. We missed that one. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Giants, Giants over, like did a little yeah. better. Daniel Jones coming back, that's fine. We didn't, we didn't really touch the NFC East at all, except for the Giants. The Giants were like, we're going to hit this, and I think we we wanted to stay away all from, you know, the Cowboys, Eagles, and 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 Commanders. Yeah, uh, hitting the NFC West, we had uh, one bet, one dollar, one one Mabby bet in there. San Fran under. No, 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 no. We oh. had much more on that San Fran under. Oh. <laughs> uh, we had one dollar on the over for the Rams. We were not anticipating wow. the, the total yeah. and complete fall off of close. the Rams. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, that's fine. And then Take rounding out in the NFC, uh, one dollar bets. We're looking at the Panthers over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hit on that one. Uh, yeah, I bet low. I would say I think you were the 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 commanding force in this. You had them at eight. Uh, I think they finished at seven and 10 this year. Either way, the over and under was six and a half. We hit on that one. Nice. One okay. Mabby dollar a piece. Uh, well, I just wrote MAB because I just had one. Yeah. one I wasn't oh, yeah, specific yeah. in some of my notes. Some of them I That's were good. and some of I wasn't. So I'm, I know you were based on how you bet it. You had an eight. I had a four. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. sure you were steering the ship <laughs> right. on the over on that one. Yeah. Um, Okay, moving over to the AFC. Mm-hmm. Oh, we missed on this $1 bet here for the Colts going over. We had a dollar on the over. We just didn't like this division altogether. And no, we thought no, we were right whole, about that. Yeah. And we just weren't right about the total, like the total shit show that Indianapolis turned into. Uh, next, we had the over on a dollar over on the Ravens, which we squeaked past. That was at nine and a half. They got 10 wins. Wins a win, a dub's a dub. We're wow. taking money to that bank. Wow. Um, and I think I may have pushed you on that one. Um, the next one we missed on, and this is I pushed you on this one, $1 Mabby bet. We had an under on the Steelers. Their over-under was seven and a half. They finished with eight wins this year. And, or no, no, nine. Nine, excuse me. Yeah. I take that back. Nine. Uh, Tomlin, didn't, Tomlin didn't go uh, uh, with a losing record yet again. And yeah. I was like, this is the year. And this this has learned me something. Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, I am not betting against them in over-unders. Yeah, smart. 
All right. Then with the West, we had a guest picker in this. This one's chock full of bets. We bet every uh, team in this division, three $1 bets in the AFC West. We had a dollar on the over for uh, the Chiefs, 10 and a half, clear that easily. Right. Yeah. We had a dollar on the over for the Chargers. And they did not. They put that's a push. I actually take that back. That's a push. Good. Right? Or no, did they finish ten, nine wins? Ten seven. They had ten wins. Ten seven. Yeah. Yes, that's a push. I had it down as as we that's a push though. I take that. Bring back. it to the window. Gash Bring it. it to the window. Hey, now our, our record's yeah. even better. Hey, we're getting our money. We're getting our dollar bet. Oh, yes. It's paying off. Yes. Exactly. Uh and then we missed on the Raiders over. We had the Raiders over. We had three overs in this. Uh, we just thought the Broncos were going to be complete and total shit. We were correct on that, but we put a little bit more money on that one. I'm going to tell you about how much we put on that one. Uh, but anyways, the Raiders, you know, eight and a half. We had the over. We got that wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we move finally to the AFC East. We had a dollar on the under at eight and a half for the Patriots. Yeah. I was like, time to fade them. I was more convinced that they were going to be worse off than what they were, but Hey, when wins a win, and I will tell you this, Brandana, you nailed the Jets. This is on you. I wrote this specifically. I knew this one was you, all you. You had the Jets over five and a half wins. You were like, give me that. Let me put a, let me sprinkle a dollar on there. Hmm. So that's our dollar bets. Okay, great. Uh, so we're doing all right on that. We'll see our overall it. coming up. It feels like it feels like we cashed on this all in. So give us, give us the big ones, like move us up from the twos, the threes, and then let's hear that big four at the end. Okay. Um, next two up, we'll go back to the NFC North. One Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Which way do you think we went on this? Oh, the Packers and the NFC. The Packers, their Packers, Packers were uh, 11 wins. Oh, man. And we, we bet go over the, on that? No, we did not. We went under, sir. Wow. We went under. $2 on the under. <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you very much. We'll take that. Um, so you you want two dollar bets next, right? Okay. Yeah. Next two dollar bet. Oh, going back to the AFC West, the Broncos. Two dollars on the under. Neither one of us liked that team. I had them seven mm-hmm. early on. You had a night. I had them seven just because I didn't think of all those powerful teams that I thought they they were going to be the one that was going to struggle in division the most. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what you had to do with the AFC West, right? It was just like, there is going to be one man out on this, like which team is going to be. And we were right. Yeah. Yeah. We hit it. We nailed it. Um, And those were our only $2 bets. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving to three. Um, Let's stay. We'll go in the a- AFC here. I'm just scanning them real quick. Uh, no, I don't want to do that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the uh the 49ers. Mm-hmm. 10 wins was the line. We had three dollars on the under. Damn. Oh, yeah. That's on me. That's on me. I'm <laughs> yeah. so low on 49ers all the time. <laughs> oh, the second overall team in the NFC. Slightly yeah. missed that. Slightly missed it. Might a three times it. bet. A three X bet. Then here, I think this is where you got a little swept up in our guest picker and the NFC South Xander came on the podcast. Mm-hmm. He was repping the saints, new Orleans, the over under was eight. I reminded everyone that Dennis 
Allen is a shitty coach for the Saints. He stinks. And uh, the over-under was eight. I think they finished at seven wins, seven and ten yeah. this year. You had three dollars on the over. You and Zander. Oh my god! How did I do the over? I'm kissing our guests' ass. There's no way I thought with that quarterback situation in New Orleans, that's insane. Right. That's insane. Bring it to the window. Tell them I need my money back. Tell them what I said here. Right. Tell them we had a guest on. Yes. Tell them I overreacted. <laughs> I was I was inebriated. This doesn't count. Oh my god! This hurts. All right. But we'll move across the pond here to the move it somewhere. Move it somewhere. We'll go back to the Bengals. NFC or AFC North over under was 10. We hit it $3 and that's all you be. That's all you on that $3 bet right there. You on which one? On the over for the Bengals. Oh, good. You hit that. I owe, us, I owe us one from our fucking Saints disaster. I apologize <laughs> to you. It's the least I could do. No worries. And then uh, the final one that's a $3 bet. It's a $3 bet and a $1 bet. Um, that I we don't have to ask. We don't have to ask who went big. <laughs> who yeah, did a dollar? We don't have yeah, to exactly. ask who, who was responsible and who just did the big thing. I went. I went a dollar on the over. You went a uh, three on the under. Oh, the line was nine. They squeaked in in the seventh spot for the playoffs. Talking about them, Miami Dolphins. Oh, I went under. You went under, but you pushed because it's nine. They finished at nine. Well, we both push. pushed. Oh, we both pushed. We both pushed on that, sir. The only one we split on is that I think that's the only one we split on, right? The only one we that different. is the oh, only one that we split on. Sort yes. of like you, you would have went the other direction on the Saints. Okay, yes. All right, yeah, we were both right on the Dolphins. You know what? After watching the Dolphins this year, both of them do feel right. It feels like it was a great mm-hmm. team, and it also feels like an absolute fucking shit show. Simultaneously, 100%. it's so funny <laughs> that we yes, great point. The, the the that is the microcosm of the fucking Dolphin Divide season perfectly. right there. Exactly. Uh, And then the final bet, our biggest bet, I think to date in Mm -hmm. the Brandana Gambling Corner over and under, this little plucky team out of Detroit, $4 on the over. We got fired up from fucking hard knocks. knocks. If anything, we got a little scared off early in the first half of the season. I was about to write that off as a loss. Terrified. Yes, I would have torn up the ticket if it was real. Exactly. (laughs) For sure. Four maybe dollars. The over under was only six and a half. Obviously, they finished nine and eight and a fucking amazing one, which we've oh, already man. talked about. We've already we talked wins. about it, but you know, uh, yeah, nine wins. So that's where it is. So ultimately, where we all finish, we're cash and checks, people. If you're if you're if you're tallying it up at home, no need to. I've got the numbers. Oh, for yeah. You. That's nine wins, seven losses, two pushes. Which means we're collecting that money back, anyways. Living, we're 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 living to 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 spend that money another day. Nine, that's seven, and two. That's cashing, yeah. baby. That, I think that one I, one win takes care of the vig on it, and that extra mm-hmm. win is straight profit. You're welcome. I think we're plus five in the dollar. Dollar, like if you take subtract and add all the dollars that we add and lost. Oh, so it's not nine seven two Mabby dollars. That's just the record. But if you take that's, the dollars in there, that's, oh yeah, nice. that's that's our pickums. That's our that's our record. The oh, dollars wow. were plus five on that. Guys, we told you you got to follow us, and next season be ready huh? to do it. In twenty twenty three, we'll be running it back. If you want to jump in on here, call your division now. Call it up so you're around here to do it in September, yeah. in August when we get it done. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. guys. This has been a jam-packed episode 249. Thanks for listening. Uh, MVPs of the week real fast. Speaking of the Lions, brother, I am going with Jamal Williams. This guy, if you have not seen him interviewed, rush to your nearest YouTube. Yes. 
hidden Jamal Williams and watch them all. I mean, from his like his Pokemon to his intro thing in the beginning that is just like yeah, he was like i'm from the know, land of kaja goo goo whatever the fuck that <laughs> was to his post-game interview talking about his like a uh, touching thing about it like his uh grandfather and like going like right into just like being inspired by the team just uh that, like love that dude run through one full wall big fan i i love it i absolutely love uh he's a free jamal williams is a free agent and I've never been so no. invested in a free agent signing. I'm very. Oh yeah, he also broke. See. He broke a Barry Sanders touchdown for a he Detroit. Also broke, yes, 17 mm-hmm. touchdowns yeah. in the in in the season, which is he was like their goal line. I mean, back touchdown machine. He was fucking awesome for the Lions, and like stem to stern from the beginning, from hard knocks all the way through, was like really like the emotional voice and had moments where he made mistakes. He had a fumble and early mm-hmm. in a key possession, like, but he never like, never like lost, you know, uh, faith and, and he was awesome. He was just, he was fantastic. at him. So yes. Awesome. Good work. Um, my MVP, um, I'm going to go with one young, handsome boy. That's turning four tomorrow. Nice. Little Kamish Juniors, fucking, he's all grown up. Bam, he's bam, all grown up. Four bam, bam. years old. Four years old. He's as old as our podcast, basically. He is. I, I remember hearing about him. On oh, that's the right. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Totally. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that's, that's right. Awesome. I forgot about that. Yeah. So he turns four tomorrow. He's very excited. I won't be there. I got a daddy's got to work, but daddy loves you. And happy birthday, Kamish Junior. Happy birthday. It may be sports podcast episode 249. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Audience, don't let the tears fool you. We ain't nothing but the hot pot up in his mug. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.